It's a great day in the School District of Beloit, and I'm Monica Christopa, your host of SDB in the Spotlight. In today's episode, we are chatting with Mr. Greg Wallendahl, Beloit Memorial High School teacher and theater director, and he has brought a student with him, Sal Eaton, who is a sophomore at Beloit Memorial High School. Welcome to the program. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. So this is not your first rodeo with us, no. Mr. Greg Wallendahl. You have been on a podcast before. And on that previous podcast we did with you, we talked a little bit about the upcoming trip to Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm-hmm. taking place next summer. Any updates on that? Sure. Uh, so we're uh, we did some fundraising. Uh, we've uh, mostly so far, we've just been selling candy bars to students, and, and those. You should probably make a lot of money doing that. We do actually. <laughs> we sold out so fast, and then now I had to make another order, and I'm afraid like that's going to come, and it'll go gone, and then we'll have to make another order. And I was just like, maybe I should make bigger orders, but then I don't want that much chocolate sitting around at I once, know. you know? So anyway, I noticed you do have a class community page up now. On I our did. Website. I just set that up and we yeah. were going to talk about that in two seconds. So, okay. um, so then we have a couple of different fundraisers coming up soon. Uh, one of those is going to be a, uh, letter writing campaign. We're going to send letters out specifically to all of our theater alumni. So we've got, I've got a theater alumni list that goes back as far as the school goes. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and so we're going to be sending those primarily out to um, our alumni theater people. Um, and then, and some other, and we'll, we'll send them out to some other businesses and some other, uh, people in the community as well. But that's our first round is going to be to alumni. And then, um, we're also going out, we're selling advertisements in our playbill for, um, for support for sponsors. So if you're a business out there and you want to help support this trip to Scotland, um, you can contact me and we'll talk about, um, how you can put an ad in our playbill. That's a great um, yep. idea. Yeah. And so we got, so that's the letter writing. That's the, the advertisements in the playbill. Um, we also have coming up on the 28th of October. Oh, um, just a few days just, away. Yeah. Just a few days away. Um, so the Saturday night, uh, we're going to have a fright night, uh, wreck night, uh, basically. And it's going to be a Halloween party in the, uh, it's going to take place in the natatorium in the field house. And then in the, in the down in the athletic area, uh, we're going to build a haunted, uh, hallway. So there'll be a haunted hallway and we're working on that right now. Um, getting that all set up. Um, and there'll be games and there'll be a DJ and the, the swimming pool will be open and we're going to be um, playing jaws in the swimming pool. <laughs> So you can swim while you watch Jaws or just kind of like hang out in the bleachers and watch Jaws while you're in a swimming pool. It's kind of wild. Who is that open to? Um, So we're going to do two sessions of that. It's going to be afternoon is going to be families. And then in the evening, we're going to go like extra scary and do it for the high school students. Very good. Well, we will certainly post that on our Facebook page. And we're looking at $6 for kids and $9 for adults, but we're going to give a dollar off uh, if you come in costume. What so, an awesome deal. Yeah. All right. So we're that's 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 what's going on. You got a and, lot going and Sal on. And Sal is working on the flyers right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And what are you putting on those flyers? Will I have date, time? Because I'm gonna uh, post it to Facebook today. Yeah, I I'm, I'm putting uh the well, I made two different ones, like one for like when the kids are gonna be there and then like one for when the teens are gonna be there. But I'm putting like the date and like how much it'll cost. And obviously like if you come up if you come in a costume then it'll be like a dollar off. And then it kind of like just very briefly mentions um, what'll be going on. 
Yeah. That then all, oh. the, all the things that I said. Ah, right? All the things. Just yeah. say ditto, ditto, ditto. ditto. Right. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's talk about your upcoming play. Yeah. The title of which is "The Secret in the Wings" by Mary Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. What is this play about? Okay, so this play takes a bunch of lesser-known grim fairy tales. I don't and- know. I've read them all. Well, awesome. So, well, okay. to, the, to the general public, okay. lesser known. Right. And you know, the funny thing is, in my research of, of these grim fairy tales, a lot of them go by different names. Oh, yeah. So we don't. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I may not you, know. Maybe, maybe you don't know them. Maybe you don't know them. But I there's know. a lot of them out there, right? Yes. So there's like seven different uh, fairy tales that are taken, and um, then they were kind of like put into a framework. So the story starts out with a little girl. And she's playing in her basement, and her parents come down, and and Sal plays the father, and Sal and um and his wife come down, and they um they say we're going out for dinner, a dinner party, right? And we've gotten you a babysitter, and we've gotten mm. the next door neighbor, and and uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but like okay, but the the little girl thinks that the neighbor is an ogre. Oh. All right, so the ogre is coming over to babysit her, so that's kind of scary, yeah. Right, and it's all actually a big metaphor, it's actually like a metaphor for Beauty and the Beast. Interesting, because the ogre has a rose garden, and it, yeah, it's all kind of like mm. metaphorical going on there. So it's like the framework is even a metaphor for a, a Grimm's fairy tale, and all of these fairy tales <laughs> kind of intertwine. So, in one right, way? so yeah. in comes the ogre neighbor. And he has a tail, like mm. a literal one and a figurative one, because he tells stories of these Grimm's fairy tales to this little girl, Heidi. And then as each of these stories is told, you know, he goes, once upon a time, boom, they come to life on stage in front of us. Wow. It's pretty cool. Do you think this play is appropriate for young children? Would you say middle school and up? I would go middle school and up. Okay. I do not think this is appropriate for young children. Not sure, but middle school and yeah. up. Certainly enjoyable. Yeah. And Sal, he mentioned that you have one role now you are doing. Are there other roles you're going to be performing throughout the evening? Uh, Yeah. So it's... Secret in the Wings is an ensemble show, so rather than like um, having like leads where there there's more characters on stage than others, mm-hmm. um, everybody kind of plays different characters throughout it. Really? And, yeah. So I play um, a couple different fathers throughout it, and then um, I play like in a suitor in one scene where in a scene where I'm trying to make a princess laugh because if I make her laugh, I get to marry her. Mm. So I'm up there and I'm just like telling her jokes. Like for instance, I'm like, what do you call a woman with one leg? And then I'm like getting the audience to like hype me up. And I'm like, Eileen. Uh, (laughs) uh, But then you being in an ensemble cast, you have a lot of different lines you have to memorize. And did do you find that more challenging than having like a lead role or being a part of an ensemble cast? What, what, what do you think is more challenging? Well, or maybe it's not in the past. I've only ever had like small speaking roles. Mm-hmm. So that was easy on its own. Cause I never really said that much. Um, but now that I have characters who say a lot more, it, it, it's hard at first, but then you get the hang of it. Cause at one point, it's like having just like a conversation that you feel like you've already had before. Right. So then everything kind of just starts like coming out really naturally. And then once you kind of like separate character from character, it's like 
just a different part of you just memorizes each different ca- what characters say. Right. So then I feel like it's easier after a little bit of memorization. Well, I was going to ask a follow-up question. Have rehearsals started? But oh, yeah. evidently they uh, have. Yeah. So when did rehearsals start for this mm, production? Like, So auditions were the second week of school. And then we mm. had our first read-through at the end of that week. And then had when we started rehearsal. And we've been kind of rehearsing like three days a week um, right now because we're also rehearsing our comp- competition piece. So we have a competition one act play going on, which was is actually last year's fall play in a one act version. Mm. So it's was like a two hour play last year and it's cut down to 40 minutes this year. You got a lot going on, Greg. I have a lot going on. It's kind of exhausting in a lot of ways. (laughs) My to-do list is forever long. So when you're doing a production, I'm glad um, Sal's here to talk about um, the acting role, but there's a lot more student engagement that happens. Can you just talk about other ways in which students um, support productions Mm -hmm. that you're doing? And I kind of talked about that last time I was here too, like talking about how theater is the ultimate... big picture, right? It's like it incorporates everything because you have the actors on stage who are engaging in language and they're engaging in body movement and they're engaging in interpersonal relationships and creating a character that is unique and making those bold choices. But then you also have so many other people involved in the show um, because you have like wardrobe people that are putting costumes on, on the actors and you've got, um, Props people that have to collect and get all the props together and they have to be time period appropriate and location appropriate. And so, you know, doing like this show is a lot different than like last time. Last year, um, we did Badger and that was taking place in World War II in a Rosie the Riveter kind of situation. So you can't have necessarily 1940, like if the stuff isn't 1942 time period it's not going to work in that play here we're like in a more modern setting in a basement so it's like a bunch of junk around Mm -hmm. so like the set dressing we call it set dressing when you like make uh when you build a set and then you have to like dress it that means like to make it look lived in Mm. right Mm. like put paintings on the walls and put the stuff Mm. and you know so it's a basement so it has to like we have to like put a bunch of like junk in boxes <laughs> around and we like take stuff out of those boxes and we use them as part of the show. Right. Cause it's a story. It's part, part of the storytelling. Right. Cause right. this ogre from next door is telling these stories. Right. And so we have to come up with all these props and um, it's kind of a prop heavy show. This one. Um, and then we- there's, there's lighting people. So there's somebody on the light board running the lights and there's a lot of light shifting on this one. Lots of light cues on this one and sound cues. So there's lots of sound cues. So somebody has got to be doing that. And a lot of theaters out there, a lot of high school theaters out there, um, uh, get professional people to come in and do that stuff, do the lights, do the sound. We do not, we have students doing it. It's all mm-hmm. student run. So basically, um, you know, it's kind of funny that sometimes people will say like, well, they'll come to the, see the show and they'll see me sitting in the audience and they're like, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be backstage directing? I'm like, I already did my job. The wow. students are doing it now. So it's kind of cool that they think that like my role should be like, like back, there direct- back there directing. I'm like, no, I already directed my directing job was, you know, finished, the last- finished at the last right. rehearsal. Right now it's theirs. The show is theirs now. So it's kind of a cool thing to like hand that over and then just sit back and just watch the beauty of the creation that you made um, all unfold by these wonderful students that are, you know, taking it and owning it. It's really cool. It's my favorite part Hmm. is to sit back and just watch them go. I, 
Sal, I want to ask you, you know, Greg here has talked about a lot of different aspects of theater. You seem to be interested in the acting portion of it. And what is it about acting that inspires you or wants you to be a part of that? Um, So I actually, uh, like last year, I took performing arts and I saw Mr. Wallendell personally and I told him it was a mistake. Like this was, that was like one of the last choice classes I wanted to sign up for. you said, like, look, this is my last choice. This is a mistake. I don't want to be here. It was, yeah. (laughs) Sal came up to me at a parent, like back to school night, like before school even started. Right. Yeah. Tell tell her about that. Yeah. And uh, I I just came up to him and I was like, I'm probably going to drop this class (laughs) because it it didn't seem interesting to me. And then he told me like, give it like two weeks. And then I I didn't say two weeks. I said like, give, give me like, Two days. Okay. Yeah. Right. And two days or maybe even one day is all it took <laughs> because um, something about acting is just like being able to, I found a lot of more people to connect with and like it was a lot of like feeling like I kind of stuck out because like I'm always, I always have like this pent up like energy that I just want to get out and like acting goofy and stuff and like getting and like having like my own like characters that I get to portray just for fun. And then like in acting after like seeing all the aspects that go into it, like thinking about how I can change all of my like language and how much my body movements can like tell a story after learning about like all of that and then getting to connect with people. I realized it's like something I really wanted to continue to pursue because so so you pass the 24 hours or the day and you're oh, like, yeah. Hey, this yeah. is kind of what yeah. I want. And I, and I said at the, at the, <laughs> it was the back to school night. And I was like, okay, Sal, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you want to drop this or how much do you want to be in this class? And you gave me a number. What was well, the what, number? Probably like one. <laughs> <laughs> and and by the and by like the the second day, your number was like, I, I think eight. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, I would say like a seventy. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Maybe you'll inspire others hearing this. Of like, you know, maybe I should give it a try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is nerve wracking because, like, when I was a freshman in high school, there's no way I would have done this. Like, there's no way I would have gotten up on stage. There was something happened between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, or maybe it was during my sophomore year that, that that got me in there, like got me hooked somehow, dragged me into the theater mm-hmm. and made me audition for a show that I never thought I would do before. And it was, wow. yeah. And here you are. And here I am. Now I'm a director. I never would have gotten up in front of a class and now I do it every day. Every day. Every day. So, it has two degrees. And, and I have two. Hey, I've got two stop. degrees. <laughs> yep. Sal's also your cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. So let And we, I'm Sal's cheerleader too. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about um you mentioned when we were talking a little bit earlier that um these the fall play production is a little more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. So and it seems like it's more of an audience engagement because they are right there. Can you talk a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah. So um it was probably like 2006 or 2007-ish time period when I was first early starting out uh, as a theater director here. And I was noticing that not a lot of people came to the fall play and the fall play, you know, up on stage with a thousand one, 1,100 seats out in the audience, right? Right. And and like if, if only like 90 or 100 people came to the show, it just felt so empty mm-hmm. and the stage just felt so big with so empty, mm. like nobody felt, it felt like nobody was in the audience, even though there was a hundred people there. Right. And I was like, how can I, how can I make this 
more intimate. And I was like, well, I could cut off some seating, but then the stage is still so big. And I was like, let's reduce this down. So I started um, building platforms on stage for the audience to sit on the stage with us and close off the regular audience seating. So there's nobody sitting out there. It's the, everybody is sitting on the stage in kind of a thrust style. It's called in theater where mm -hmm. the stage kind of like thrusts out into the audience. So we have seating on three sides of the stage. And then the fourth side of the stage is the set. And then the actors kind of play in the middle. Mm. So, um, it's more intimate cause we can get about 125 to 130 seats up on stage. Mm -hmm. So when you take a hundred seats out in the audience, it feels like it's empty, but you put a hundred seats up on stage and fill them all. It feels like a sold out show. It feels intimate. The audience is right there. It's close as I am to you right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm acting in front of the audience and you can see the audience. It's a whole different experience. Um, being in, the, for the audience, for the and, audience for the and for the actors. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the audience feels like they're right there, right. right in that moment with the actors. They feel like they're part of it. It's just very intimate and um, engaging. So, yeah, instead of being disconnected and out there. Out there. Well, I do want to mention at this point, I still have a few more questions for yeah. all of you. But the actual dates of, of performances are November 9th through the 11th mm -hmm. at, at 7.30 p.m. November 12th at 2.30. 2 p.m. No, 2 p.m. Don't Ugh. you dare write 2.30. Gosh darn it. That's what happened last year. I think last year, year the paper printed. Yes, okay, it Okay, we're, we're going to out them. They printed the wrong time and it caused mm. a little bit of chaos. So, And they did it again in the musical. They did not. They did it both shows. Okay, mm -hmm. we're going to take out a banner next time. <laughs> we'll put it on the city buses. Well, I just talked to the BDN. Um, okay. So hopefully... And I sent them the poster. Okay. And I, they better get it right. <laughs> okay. okay. We're going to check on it. Yeah, so yeah. November 12th at 2 p.m. Correct. $8 for adults mm -hmm. and $5, Five for, for students and senior citizens. Correct. What is a senior citizen? 55 and over. 50, 55 or older? That's what AARP, you oh, know. Okay. So $8 for adults, $5 for students. And so I'm going to. I'm going to put you on the spot, Sal. What pitch? Why should someone come and see this play? What would you tell someone? Uh, I would tell someone that they should come see Secret in the Wings because it's a group of really talented high schoolers. And, you know, especially the freshmen this year, I think they it's a if you were to look at everyone grouped together, you might think that like the freshmen really weren't like the people you'd expect to see in theater. And so seeing them actually really give it a try this year is something I think is worth seeing. And it's I think it's a unique performance with the seating and with how it's, like, formatted with, you know, like, bouncing back and forth between fairy tales. And I just think everyone has been working really hard on it, so I think it'd be worth to see. Good. Middle school, aged and up. Mm -hmm. Okay, Greg, what are you going to say? What's your pitch? Well, I just, you know... I'm and that was very, very good, by yes. the way, Sal. Thank you. Fairy tales are timeless, right? Um, the whole once upon a time, lived happily ever after um, kind of stories. You know, everybody loves those stories. They're timeless. They, um, you know, princes and princesses and kings and queens and uh, dragons, dragons and, and, and ogres. Myth mythical creatures like ogres, right? Um, who doesn't love that stuff, right? Um, and, but yet 
it's not these are not children's stories. Yeah. These are not children's stories. Some of these uh, end very badly for people. He uh, always had th- those to have a the twist. brothers. The brothers Grimm always had a twist, kind of a twist ending, and always you never you never knew what was going to happen. Whether it was Cinderella uh, stepsisters cutting their heels and their toes off to try and fit inside the, you know, um, or or other things like that. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. And and there's you know we tell about seven stories in this play. And not all of them, in fact, very few of them have a happy ending. It's like, very it's, interesting. They're they're not they're very grim. Let's just say okay. they're very Good grim. Job. I think it's I think people will love seeing it. Um, yeah, and I think we're working really hard. It's an interesting format for this play um, because it's like it'll start telling us one of the fairy tales, and then it'll stop at like the like a cliffhanger moment, mm. and then it'll tell, start telling another story, and then it'll later in the play come back and tell the rest of the story of that one. So it's kind of like interesting. An, an interesting night of uh, Grimm's fairy tales. It's pretty cool. Well, good. That's why. That, there you have it. Two really great reasons for you to come out and join. Mm-hmm. You can buy the tickets at the door. At correct? the door only. At the door only. That's yep. even better. Now, before we conclude, I can't believe we're almost getting to the end of this podcast. I'm going to start with you, Greg. What is one question you wish I had asked you and I didn't? And how are you going well, to answer it? Well, I didn't, you, th- you I didn't think agenda. you were going to ask me, but you actually kind of did. And I said I was come, going to come back to it. And that was the class immunity pro, um, oh, page. Go ahead. Okay? All right. There so, you go. Right. So, um, so we just opened up a class immunity page. So you can go there and try and help support our uh, students going to Scotland. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited that that's up there now. And anybody can go and, and donate there and um, give support. So please go check out our class immunity page uh, to support our trip to Scotland next this coming summer. Um, we're leaving in July and staying there for two weeks. Um, that's really exciting. So the Fringe Festival is the largest theater festival in the world, and it happens in Edinburgh every year. And we were invited to go and perform there. So we're performing a show there, and we still have not decided what show we're going to take. But we've got some We've got some ideas. Saul is agreeing, yeah. correct? Yeah. So if I, if I didn't ask you a question that you thought I should have asked you during this podcast, what would that be? Uh, I'd say if you were to ask me a question, I'd want it to be about how like the community is around the actors, like backstage. And I'd say recently it's sometimes it's a bit of a struggle bus with this show, (laughs) the show, because sometimes there's just like little issues sometimes with attendance that throws everybody off regarding rehearsal. And sometimes there's scenes that no one is really used to. Sometimes there's a couple of characters that nobody has ever really had experience playing before. And sometimes mm. it's like controversial stuff that sometimes people really aren't comfortable with portraying. So backstage, like it's kind of like a mutual like nervousness around that kind of stuff. And I feel like it's been really important recently to have, you know, getting like getting with your peers and like talking it out and, you know, um, talking things through and then, um, finding different ways to portray that kind of stuff on stage and then finally getting comfortable enough with the character. You know, that's good life lessons, all about working things out, working in community, working together, figuring out the best way to do it. And then you walk through that door or onto that stage and you've done it. So thank you for sharing that. And that, like I said, good life lessons, mm-hmm. not only in theater, but in 
whatever you're choosing to do in the future, career, college, community work. So I'm going to ask you, Greg, one other question. Mm -hmm. What is one production you would really like to bring to the high school? Like, I I know you've done a lot. Like the last time you were here, we talked about so many, but is there like one dangling carrot that you're like, ooh, if we could yeah. get that. Well, it's not available yet. So it's it's still okay. out there and still doing national tours yes. right now. But Hadestown. Have oh, you heard of Hadestown? I have heard of Hadestown, but I don't know how that works. So it has to go on a national tour before you can, I don't know how you buy the rights or the copyright. Yeah. I don't know how that works. So yeah, the rights just don't become available until it's probably gone. Uh, it's got to be done on Broadway and then uh. usually it finishes on Broadway. It goes to a national tour. Sometimes there's multiple national tours um, going on at the same time as it's touring around. And then eventually those end and then it becomes available for amateur production. Okay, that's so, how it works. Yeah. Well, that means you're going to be here a while. I guess. That's very good. I'm planning on maybe another 10 years. Very good. We'll very see. good. Oh, I think I got you. 10 more years in me. Well, it, or more. Or more. Who knows? Who knows? When you have students like Sal. That's right. Hey, it turns that's what I do it for. You were turned around in less than 24 hours. That's very yep. good. So is there anything else we didn't discuss that you'd like to talk a little bit about before we conclude our podcast? Today? Oh, I, I could definitely tease a couple things. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So um, we also have like, so keep an eye out in the future for SpongeBob the Musical. We're doing SpongeBob the Musical this year. So that will be in March. We're also going to have another fundraiser show um, for our Scotland trip. Um, the big one is going to be we're doing hairspray. So, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So that'll be the first weekend in June. I think it's like uh, May thirty first, June first, and June second, probably. Mm. Um, and then we're probably going to have some um, improv shows starting in late. November slash early December um, is going to come out. So we'll have improv. We're, we're going to be working some improv games and uh, coming up soon and then have some improv shows. That's great. There's yeah. a lot of theater to be had. So much to be, so much theater. So much. So much theater. Anything you want to add, Sal, before we close out today? Uh, I'm really excited for Scotland and I'm really excited to continue working on fundraising stuff because I think Scotland will be really awesome experience for everybody. And thank you for sharing your creative talents on yeah. flyers and other things. So yeah. I'm sure. I think we, yeah, I think we need another another joke though. <gasps> do you have a joke? Uh, uh, what do you call a bear with no ears? What do you call a bear <laughs> with no ears? I don't know. A boom. A what? A boom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, you. Not my took, best wait, one. Not no, my but best. it took me a minute to figure it out. Okay, that's good. That's, yeah. We should have a little laugh track. I'm going to tell <laughs> Luca to work on a little laugh track that we can um, add to maybe our podcast. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Luca. He doesn't know how to turn it off. Well, here we go. Did it? Turn it just off. keeps going. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was great. We're not even cutting that. That's all good. Let it go. Love, all right. I love the lingering. Uh, <laughs> so I want to say to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Sal. It's been a pleasure. And you can tune in next Friday where we'll have another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. We appreciate everyone's support of our theater program at Beloit Memorial High School and support of our SDB in the Spotlight podcast. This podcast was brought to you by the School District of Beloit. 
I'm Luca Kovac, a PACME senior at Beloit Memorial High School and podcast producer. Thank you for joining us and tune in next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight.